clear. Stand by for stage reset and house lights. Thanks team for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change, Backstage Conversations. France, welcome to the backstage. <laughs> How do you feel? What a journey. <laughs> <laughs> the walk of fame from onstage to backstage. <laughs> it does feel like a, a little journey, a little pathway we took. Amazing how you can produce that. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed having, well, doing very similar things of trying to, you try to create these illusions of, and create these feelings and experiences, you know, and you can remember when we used to go backstage and people would actually call the curtains and house lights and, you know, yeah. you know, and you trip on your feet. It was really dark and you couldn't see anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 I Come miss with those a masking days. Tape, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you have the guy and he's like escorting you down the ramp. You're trying not to break your ankle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about the, um, um the questions we had in the first part it was good you know i was i was saying earlier um offline that uh, i love being quizzed i love having the answers so, <laughs> so i'm like yes i did it uh no uh <laughs> but no i enjoy it and listen i love talking about event design i love talking to you it's always super fun um, I feel like my geekiest and nerdiest self, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we're missing is the Saint-Cassette Montreal style, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Well, look, we've been missing it for the last 18 months, too. Don't worry. Rude, when you left, we didn't do any without you. <laughs> we're waiting for you to come back. <laughs> oh, that's such a level of solidarity. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. You didn't even climb, climb uh, Montreal, right? Remember, we climbed up on, on the last CDC. The Montreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, so, you know, actually, Montreal always has um, these little nuggets of things. And you just like you just have to plop somewhere, like just some, land somewhere on the map, start walking in a direction and something magical, fun, insane is going to happen, you know. And uh, what you're referring to, of course, was there was this uh, like mountaintop bar, kind of a pop up bar. And then people were dancing salsa and there was these swinging chairs and we're looking over the mountain. It was just amazing. And uh, yeah, it's a good memory. And actually thinking of, if you want to think of one that's kind of pandemic driven, which I, uh, and again, these are all experiences, right? And, and Montreal is really good at that. It's pretty inspiring. But I was, uh, it was actually when I was moving, I used to live in the gay village and um, of Montreal near downtown. And uh, my sister would help me pack. And we, so we went for a little walk to get some air and all of a sudden they well they they announced it but there was a pop-up vaccination clinic that they put to make it accessible for the community mm. but it was right in front of the famous mado Shea mado which is like the drag queen mm. um bar nightclub yeah. so basically there was all these uh these uh, women in drag <laughs> all these people in drag basically catcalling us hey you hey sweetheart you want to get your second dose and like catcalling us from the street trying to get us to do our second dose of the vaccination my sister from toronto was like uh, like this is hilarious and yeah. i was like yep just another day you know? <laughs> but that's all part of context right so yeah <laughs> i think it's so interesting to see how 
even like you know public planning or 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 like you know governments had to deal with these things <clears throat> mm-hmm. um you know the, the other example where you know in, in in copenhagen where where um where Gwyneth, my my daughter lives uh, yeah. they actually because there was so such long waiting lines for getting tested yeah. they made the waiting lines pass through the zoo so you know the zoo was closed anyway so that's they opened amazing. up the zoo and it became like <laughs> So you you create and you know something that's closed became part of something that now had a context which was put back to use you know in an effective yeah. way yeah and they said yeah. the animals missed seeing the people uh, or vice versa we don't know exactly what the mix was but <laughs> um, it's just like interesting that. those options are always there right there's so many options yeah. that now hopefully people open up to more options yeah everything you know sometimes. When everything gets taken away from you, you, you stop taking things for granted, right? So, yeah. and I think for a long time, you know, events were inevitable. We always did events, you know, after major crises in the world, we did events. After the bombings in Paris, like in, in uh, London, we, we did events. After that, hor- like all these horrifying things that happened, we still did events. And I think what was so shocking from uh, 18 months ago, was that it actually shut down. We never thought it was possible. We never conceived of it. Yeah. I know we were taught, and even then we thought it was super temporary. Uh, so this was pretty, uh, was pretty shattering for a lot of people, a lot of, and there was a lot of um, denial for a long time. We thought it was going to come back anyways, but it's just to say that, uh, yeah, you know, you, you don't, I like this idea, you know, I, I'm super sad this all happened and, 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 but I like this idea that it allowed the industry and events industry, which is very, very old, uh, very, very longstanding um, to transform in a really, mm. really deep, deep way. Um, I didn't w- I don't wish for this to have happened, but but there's an opportunity in front of us now. And I think that that's kind of neat to completely transform and rethink how we do it and and no longer take it for granted. No one will ever just say, oh, you know, so I this thing I've been saying with people is, you know, if we're going to meet in person because right now there's all these restrictions. Well, it should be pretty purposeful. You better think really hard what you're trying to achieve by meeting in person and it needs to be purposeful or in the event design language, there's going to be a real change in behavior that you would not be able to achieve by meeting virtually, for example. So, you know, it has to be with purpose. And I think hopefully, and I'm, 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 uh, hopefully everyone really is taking that away that like, we're not taking it for, we took it for granted for a long time. And people got lazy about it, you know, let's be honest. And that's why this whole movement of event design and claiming time and all this stuff was happening. So now no one's taking for granted anymore. So hopefully, so I'm really looking forward to more purposeful, more meaningful, more change-making like events moving forward, whether they're virtual or in person. So I think it's going to be exciting. So on that note, um, because, because some, some of the bad behaviors have been replicated though, um, no, I'm just thinking out loud, like mm. super simple, right? So my son is currently looking at what university to go to and he's taking a gap year and kind of looking into the future, right? And last year it was completely demotivating because yeah. there was no kind of option to go to university, right? Just to take that example. Yeah. Uh, or the, like going to open days and figuring out what it was like in that city and, and mm-hmm. pr- picturing your new life in that environment. Yeah. Um, but now with the proliferation of online events, what I'm seeing as well is that a lot of like one one university comes up with a formula of doing it in one way and 10,000 others just copy it straight out of the box without yeah. really thinking their own version of it, right? 
And now in year two, what I'm seeing now, or year three maybe already, two things, that's very interesting. Some universities have really gone out and designed extraordinary events that have been award-winning and really distinguished the university from others. Yeah. Um, and others just copying last year's event or just leaving the event as a copy of last year because they don't want to bother doing a new one for this year. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to really impact the behaviors of those that are inbound students or, you know, those that are um, now open to going to open days and figuring out where, where to carry on studying or where to go study. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a huge new criterion almost for, um, uh, for making life choices, right? I mean, yeah. those are like... It's a showcase, right? And if you, if the showcase, yeah. yeah, if the showcase is mediocre course you're going to associate that with the degree or the education you'll receive from that institution the direct reflection yeah. absolutely it's huge it's huge and the, and and you know that's the thing with universities it's um universities are interesting beasts they're not quite public they're not quite private you know they kind of like straddle the in between they're incredibly important i think they can be huge hot spots for amazing innovation and work uh and, and they are um but I think they're sometimes they can also be um, trapped or marred down with like this kind of tradition and this kind of like wheel that they don't doesn't want to go any faster. Yeah. That institutionalized thinking exactly. So, so there's like, but there's so look. I mean, this, the universities will distinguish themselves in different ways. I'd love to know um, how many event designers are at those different universities, but uh, <laughs> you know how many alum of the CED are there. But, yeah, uh, and, but and, for and, sure. And if it and if it also impacts how those universities are now being perceived and what's the like, I, I think in the overarching aim, there's so much opportunity, like you were saying, yeah. to distinguish and to really make a mark um, for for the brand, you know, for what that mm -hmm. represents and, you know, being respectful of institutional heritage and pedigree and whatever, you know, institutionalized Absolutely. things can be extreme valuable yeah. elements that you bring into a design. But you have to really think carefully about how you do that. And yeah. and I think it's super exciting because there's so many good brains at universities, but you have yeah. to you have to engage the brain, right? You have yeah. to how do you channel them, right? And not bog them down into all the administration and, and bureaucracy and red tape. Yeah. It's it's a challenge and I, I live it all the time. And you know, we were just saying, and you know, I'm the eternal optimist. So of course I'm like, this is the opportunity, this is gonna happen. Because, you know, if you say it out loud enough, people will believe you and then they'll do it. <laughs> it will become a self-fulfilling you know? prophecy. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe in that whole, wholeheartedly. But, you know, we were saying before um, this morning, uh, this afternoon for you, uh, that, you know, there are people, you know, post-pandemic um, in all industries who are working really hard to, to, to get right back to where they were. You know what I mean? There are a lot of people who really want to get back into their comfort bubble and, and that's just human nature. It's what it is. It's how our society, there's all kinds of different walks of life. Yeah. And then there are the others who are going to keep moving forward. You know, like they're, I always say this, whenever I see it and you see it all over LinkedIn, social media, all this stuff. Oh, we're going to go back, back to events, back to this. I'm like, there's no back. Get that out of your lexicon. Okay. There's yeah. no back. It's yeah. forward. Yeah. You know, um, and I've been saying that a long time and I keep trying to repeat it. Like there's no going back because, you know, we talk about a lot, but the power of language, if you get that out of people's vocabulary, just mm -hmm. that could make a difference and getting them to start taking steps forward instead of rushing back to what they were, they once knew, which by the way, what you once knew 
if everyone's wondering, doesn't exist anymore. So let's keep going. <laughs> like, we have and, to get and, forward. And, and, and the conversation topic changes, but also the way you collaborate changes, the way you yeah. future changes. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, what, what you said in that quote, you know, collaboration is the accelerator for change. Like creating change from your own desk or your own viewpoint is, it's, you know, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, it won't get very far. Um, the only far. way to do it is to, to, to amalgate a number of brains together, right? And start that Petri dish of change. And then it kind of grows into whatever it could could become. And um, Yeah. Well, we had this big external factor come in and, and, and impose all this change. So that was kind of fun uh, hmm. for, for all the benefits that we can get from it, um, not for what happened. But hmm. now... But, but we can't forget that pretty soon we're going to get pretty used to it, right? We're going to, or this new reality or our new lives are going to get really, are starting to take this new routine and everything. And so then we're going to have to, again, put in that effort from internally, not from an external factor, but internally to create, um, create change, um, to innovate, to think about new things. And that's where you have to collaborate with people. And, you know, it's, it's all good. You know, everybody can have a good idea. You know, and and I've learned, I've lived this many, many in different iterations, but you could have a really good idea, but if you don't have the team or the the people or the brain power, because different people have different skills they can bring to it around you to make to make it happen, to make it a, a, a real thing, then it's just an idea, you know, and who wants to just like live alone in a cabin with all their ideas unrealized? How sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You need some assets so, or tokens of yeah. proof that some of the some of the frogs have been swallowed along the way. Yeah. Maybe an exception is a writer. You know, I think of Ernest Hemingway. I mean, he had lots of ideas and he wrote them down and he got it done, I guess. But he didn't yeah. have a lot of fun, I don't think so. Gotta... No, I think he had a pretty tough time. If I, if I yeah. he even had some <laughs> cocktails in his name, which, you know, questionably, <laughs> is that the, the way to go? Yeah, I don't but know. That's why, image... we, we, that's why we were also so grateful for, you know, the collaborative powers that created, you know, Design to Change as a book. Yeah. Because an event that has a story that can be written down that turns into a purposeful lost 80 travel days converted into uh, a masterpiece by masterminds creating something together critiquing it improving it right like you were saying debating the the idea pushing it back and forth to make it mm -hmm. better i think that's the whole point of it um and it, I, I almost think that if an event is not book worthy you might as well not have the event Right? Yeah. I think I think you know doesn't all not all events require books, but at least a good narrative. Maybe well, they better tell a good story. Otherwise, yeah. what was the point? <laughs> yeah, no story, no memory. Right? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, people won't it. remember it. They'll just yeah. be like, yeah, I had this drink somewhere one time, and that was it. <laughs> well, this for one, Marie France, uh, has been a memorable um, Friday conversation. I want to yeah. thank you for taking the time all the way from Montreal, connecting. Um, we're going to meet soon again at the EDC Mastermind. I can't wait. In, uh, in November and December, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's trust the team and trust the process. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And it was such a pleasure. I love it. Thanks for having me part of this. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag design to change and hashtag event canvas. Want more thought provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now.
Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation. Conversation.